up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley. Uh, as always, I'm with your Alliance Council President, your Grill FC President, your Director, your Communications Director of the Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. And we oh, are ready to catch up on everything we've missed for about a week and a half. That's right. But we got alcohol to drink. Do you actually have alcohol, Cameron? Oh. Yeah, since 2016 now, all the Guinnesses are vegan, so I'm going to take it back. There was some that you could get that were vegan before, but now they all are, so I'm going to take it back to my relatives, my 81.2% of my body that is uh, Irish, as a Collins and a Murphy. No, I'm going to drink a little Guinness draft stout. <sighs> That's some good, good stuff. I'm I'm pretty excited that you're drinking, actually. Um, hey, I'm also drinking. Yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, it has no sound effects, but I will say, um, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. And there's about 1% of our listeners, and I'm including myself in that 1% that knows what I mean. She, I don't know why I even talk on this podcast. Oh, hey, it's... it's um, no, go, it's no, go ahead. Time. It's no, got go one ahead. of those nitro things in it. You know, I can't I can't drink it out of the can. No, it's okay. You're also holding it next to the microphone, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, because no, no. everyone needs to hear this glorious, glorious sound. They can still hear you. Don't worry. It takes two to tango. God damn it. Hey, it takes, it takes three to drink a beer. Let's do this! It, t- it takes 11 to win a soccer game. Um, uh, not for the Sounders. We'll Woo! get to it. We'll get to it. So the point of my comment is, I don't know what I've done to you. I'm drinking a pee. I'll t- but I'll take a Pinot Grigio, is my wife and I just finished the finale of Vanderpump Rules. This Didn't is someone a... go to jail? Didn't the main guy go to jail or something on that? Uh, I don't think so. Regardless, it's just a trashy TV show on Bravo that my wife and I have made to be our show for the past hmm. 12 years now. And uh, there's some hot tea. There's some hot tea. And that quote mm-hmm. comes from a uh, longtime character of the show. They're all characters, even though it's reality TV. Um, back from like 2014. Um, but anyway, only 1% of our listeners know what I'm talking about. And I'm probably that 1% because I listen to our shows. Anyway, one, I'm drinking too. No sound effects. Let's get into soccer. Let's get into soccer. We have some hot stuff to talk about. The one that went to jail was that Chrisley one. Sure. Cool. Chrisley knows best. The other one that's on the same channel that you watch. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. Okay. MLS canceled. Everybody. That's uh, we're not getting F one <laughs> races this weekend. Uh, yeah. We, we Monaco. What are you talking about? Oh, is it next weekend? This MLS they closed. They canceled Imola. <gasps> yeah. There's major flooding and it's all oh. canceled. 
man, this night ge- keeps getting worse. <laughs> well, keeps let's getting make it worse. better. And let's let's. This is going to be one of the best. See, here's the thing: is we're recording uh, shortly after the game, and it means eleven p.m. Yeah, we have a lot of feedback from people who are dissatisfied with our performance. And so this is going to be super fun. Uh, Not even just performance. Uh, We have comments that are not about just this game, but just overall uh, projection of the team, how coaching tactics, substitutions. Why is this guy playing? So we're going to change our, what, what would you call it? We're going to change the way we do this show. Mm-hmm. Which normally, normally we do scuttlebutt, which could be pretty much anything for 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Usually soccer related. And then we get into the last match and then match upcoming. We're pretty much going to just, one, we need to catch up. We missed, we haven't recorded since uh, LA Galaxy Open Cup. Mm-hmm. Then going down to uh, wow, why am I brain farting? Who do we just Houston? Who yeah. I and I I was on Houston Dynapods podcast uh, yeah. about that. Um, my prediction was nearly accurate, except for you can't predict two red cards. And then and then we just lost at home to Austin tonight on Wednesday, yeah. the seventeenth. Can I give two two quick scuttlebutt things though? Just absolutely. Well, congratulations actually, to San Diego. I just want to say real quick for getting an MLS team. Uh, they were announced officially as an expansion team, five hundred million dollars, I think it was, or some crazy number. And uh, the loyal is still going to exist though, because it's not the same ownership group. So they're still going to have their USL team. Oh, that's cool. I guess. I don't really yeah. care, actually. We understand. We understand. <laughs> I, I care for their fans. I got to go on their podcast, and they were super cool. So um, I just figured that's that's some really big news to to bring up, that we are expanding to San Diego, and uh, I think they're playing where the Chargers used to play. No, Qualcomm doesn't exist anymore, does it? I'm pretty sure they tore that down. Did uh, they not? Snapdragon Stadium. I don't know. I assume that was Snapdragon. Qualcomm. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a new, a new hitting, stadium. It doesn't matter. Go- it's in San Diego. Hitting the googs real quick. Snapdragon Stadium. Yeah, the highest level. Uh, yeah, it looks like a big. Uh, oh, it's the uh, San Diego State Stadium. Yeah, it's absolutely not Qualcomm, which was a concrete. It was Aztec like, Stadium furnace. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, congratulations, San Diego. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we, we should talk about, actually, is a statement that you had a part of um, as Alliance Council president that yeah. popped up. And, and, uh, and, and we haven't talked about this at, at all. I saw it on Twitter, just like anyone else that's not part of the conversations that occur regarding yeah. Providence. Um, I can talk about it for sure. Uh, but I, I would, I li- but I would like part. you – I would like – yeah, I would like you to just give us some context on that. I'm going to link the tweet in the show notes. Because it is a statement that all fans should to, should read from their governing body, right? Right. Yeah, and I'll and I'll and I can read it real quick because I think there's some important stuff in there. Very much so. So uh, yeah, I'll just read it and then we can discuss it afterwards. So this is from the Alliance Council on Friday, May twelfth. Representatives of the Alliance Council met with several executives within the Providence Health System 
and representatives of the team's supporter groups. This meeting began with Providence sharing programs that both themselves and their affiliate Swedish Health Services are focusing on, like increasing training to respect trans patients and creating healthcare navigator, uh, navigators to increase access to LBTQ services in rural areas. They committed that the Work to Be Well program and written schools includes support for LGBTQ students. And they told us that Medicaid patients that were illegally referred debt collectors was an unfortunate oversight and they were reimbursed with interest. And speakers from Providence and Swedish seem to want to be supportive values that we treasure. But after questioning at the meeting, it seems pretty clear that as expected, despite the long waiting list for gender affirming care, for example, there are lots of services that Providence will not offer like hormone therapy or tubal lig ligations unless deemed medically necessary and requires refusal or contracting out to other uh, providers outside of the Catholic health system. One clear takeaway from the discussion is that Swedish and partners like Planned Parenthood are more in line with the values of our community than the Providence ministry is. However, as several members of supporter groups pointed out, Swedish is not the brand on our jersey, Providence is. As for many Sounders fans, it is the placing of the Providence brand on our jersey for our fans to buy and our players to wear that they feel especially betrayed by. While we are well aware that the sponsorship deal will not be dissolved and the Providence will not be changing any major policies based on the views of the Sounders supporters, perhaps there can be a future compromise in the branding verbiage displayed on Sounders jerseys. Finally, we look forward to seeing Providence keep their commitments through the programs they discuss and the future treatment of low-income patients. Um, Sounders Alliance Council. So uh, because I attended that meeting as a member of Grill FC, I, I was not involved with the writing of that. I did see it, but I let other people in the executive committee be involved with that. And I think the one that I'm going to put out in the next couple of days from Grill FC is going to be a little more forceful. Um, it, it'll essentially say the same thing. Providence you know, Providence can give everything up to puberty blockers. They can't give anything after that. Uh, Swedish will give you everything. Uh, the one big complaint I've heard is the money in the end does go to Providence, though not Swedish. And just so people know, and if you've already seen our on the, the Fanatic site, uh, our Pride jerseys that are coming out and some of the other stuff say Providence Swedish on the back of them. So we'll have Swedish branding, but it's Providence and Swedish together. So, it, I mean, it's, it's, here's the reality. Nothing's going to change in terms of they're our jersey sponsor, and they're going to be our jersey sponsor for the next, uh, what, seven, ten years, whatever it was, ten years, nine, more, nine and a half more years. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a, I think it was a ten-year, $70 million deal or something like that. So that's not going to mm. change, but uh, I think they're uh, – and I have to see how I word it and do a little more research, but I think there are things the Sounders can do, including living up to their own values in a transparent way that will mitigate some of the damage here. I understand the people that are mad. Um, I also know, having either attended or worked at a Catholic institution, albeit Jesuit, since 1994, so more, way more than half my life, uh, they can do whatever they want lots of times by kind of fudging how they talk about it. And so I think that the way that they send people out to other organizations is their means of doing that. 
And the problem is they're not transparent about it. And they probably can't be because then the Catholic Church will shut them down. So uh, I don't know what the answer is. It's a bummer. I think um, someone probably should have been in the room and realized this would be an issue. So at the same time, yeah, it wasn't an issue for the storm. You know, it wasn't an issue for some of the other clubs. The Mariners, they work with the Mariners. They're the, the health provider for the Mariners. Uh, so it, it, I think it caught the team off guard a little bit because they went through and talked to these all the other teams and asked what the pushback was. Um, I have not heard this publicly, but based on uh, just the way that Providence answered the questions, I think the Sounders probably wanted Swedish as a sponsor and not Providence. And we're told no. That's my guess. But um, in the end, is that different? I, I, I say yes because Swedish is the one offering the care, and that's all about the care between the patient and the doctor. But I completely understand anyone who says no. Like that money's going to Providence. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And so, I think, yeah. and you can you can cut me off of the pass here because, well, you know more than than I do. But when it comes to when you said that the Mariners and the Storm all have had sponsorship relationship with Providence Mm -hmm. without backlash like this. So that makes me think, well, what's the difference? The accessibility and availability and allowance of conversation with the fan base. Yeah, I think that's right. The Sounders have created... The bridge that is, we can vote out our GM. Like, that's just unheard of. Yeah. Right? In in this sport, in this sport, in this league, let alone in other sports, in other leagues, in other countries, in other regions, right? So, yeah, what were you going to expect? People are going to pick it on Edgar Martinez Drive? Probably not, because there's not a collective that's already built to have a voice. Yeah. There's a voice for the, the Sounders fan base. And that's the Alliance Council, and, and and generally that just permeates through, I'm not an Alliance Council member, but I am with them every weekend anyway. Yeah. You know? So it just allows us to speak, and, and I that's what I really, truly treasure about this club. And the fact that they're hearing... They are the Alliance. Yeah. Ca- they're hearing Alliance Council out. They are and, on and, behalf of the fan base to have this conversation to then be able to provide a, a statement. Uh, not not the Sounders, but the Alliance Council. Then be able to provide a statement of here's what's going on. What you just read is is huge um, for, for transparency. Yeah, and if I'm honest, I mean I know she gets paid a lot of money for for her job, but Melissa ties on who was the spokesperson for Swedish. That's her job. Uh, can you hear that airplane? That's crazy. <laughs> I live next to Painfield. I'm sorry. No, I think it's my mic picking up the airplane above me. I live next to Boeing Field. <laughs> I just am surprised I could hear it. Uh, but uh, We should get Boeing as a sponsor. Yeah, come on, Boeing. Come <laughs> because on they're in the show every night. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they're taking off. Um, Our mics are picking it up. Uh, Melissa, you could tell she had to answer certain ways because Providence is her employer. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a lawyer, I found it fascinating, albeit maddening, 
I think for everyone else, it was just maddening, but I was just like, wow. Um, you know, she, she, you could tell, here's what I'll say. Both, there was multiple people we talked to with the two main people we talked to, which was a doctor from Providence who was a member of the LGBTQ community and, uh, their, their spokesperson, Melissa, they were both very earnest in that they cared about this. This mm-hmm. wasn't just talk to them. That being said, I don't think their bosses, you know, the, the larger organization that is the national org that is Providence really cares, uh, that about that, but, but I don't think they're bad people. I think they're making the best that they can out of a, out of a, out of a messed up situation. And, um, I mean, let's be frank, whether or not we like a sponsor or not, in some ways, it's always going to be sports washing. It's always going to be creating a better name for yourself by being affiliated with a sports team. Like, I don't care about Wafed Bank until suddenly they're on my jersey. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should get an account there because I can get a Wafed Bank card. It's advertising, right? So uh, I wouldn't go to Providence, but uh, I do own an Xbox. Uh, I can't say I, sh- I can't say I shopped on. He's Zulu. wearing an Xbox jersey. Yeah, I am. I, I can't say I shopped on Zulily, though. So, uh, but I didn't really. I hadn't really heard of Zulily under other than having a friend that had worked there. So, me too. I had a friend that worked there. I never shopped there. Are we the same person? We Bowling might be fields. the same person. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. I, I don't expect yeah. this is the end of it, but I I, I will say that it's a. Uh, it's a clear sign that there's not going to be any change. Right. And, it's not and the, the, the sponsorship isn't going anywhere. The pro- sponsorship is not going anywhere. And I mean, frankly, I don't think there's any way it could without like major uh, legal action. Yeah. So the Sounders just need to keep living their, their authentic uh, beliefs. And if that's the case, then, uh, you know, we'll see this money go to good things. And um, yeah. I guess where I would leave it. If you weren't the Alliance Council president and president of Gorilla FC, I, I want to dig into this a little bit deeper about what the, the club should do, but I'm not going to put you in that position. Um, maybe maybe a later episode after I release the Gorilla FC statement, because <laughs> I do have some ideas, but I, but I need to do a little more, more research to make sure I'm quoting the right things. So uh, maybe next episode. Next episode. Where are you, Dr. Dre? I can't. I don't want to actually sing it because. Yeah, let's not let's not ruin the podcast. But we might get copy, copyright strike because I'm not um, good at singing. Yeah, of course. That's that's exactly what I was worried about. Not just the immediate not listen click that everyone will get. Anyway, yeah. love you, bro. So what do you? Uh, one thing I do want to say is Cody Baker did get signed. Uh, yeah, prior, actually, prior that's to this game, I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. First. Cody, I apologize. I was dead wrong. You aren't just a guy. Uh, that's what I said. You're just a guy, and you're just a you know regular old Tacoma Defiance player. Uh, I don't know if you were angry after hearing me say that on the podcast, and that what spurned you into being what you've become. But dang, dude, you showed up, and I'm, I'm you want ready for my hot take? I don't want to see Nuhu starting another game. Cody oh. Baker is a better defender than Nuhu, and he should be out there. As long as he keeps playing the way he is. Now, our sample size is very small. <laughs> yeah, it is. And sample I am. size is very small. But we saw those. I Reagan. have a fire Reagan. extinguisher for your hot take. Okay. Reagan, Reagan replaced uh, 
Ariaga. Ariaga, and Ariaga's barely seen the field again. Yeah, okay. Uh, I what mm. I've seen from him this skillet. year, Cody Baker, is that he's better than new who had defense this year. I'm not going to say that. Okay, we'll we'll get there in a second. Congratulations, Cody Baker, on being signed yeah. to a first team. Homegrown Congratulations. Born in 2004. Ish kish bagish subsidiary of Oshkosh bagosh. Um, wow. <laughs> 2004. I didn't consider that. Uh, yeah, I was 25. I, I, 2004, what was I? I went 24. No. No. <laughs> Shit. I was 14, 16. What am I talking about? Horrible math. Um, wow. It's not that Big, bad. Wait, hold on. Big gulp, huh? <laughs> so he's pouring his Guinness into a, a Big Gulp cup. Yeah, I don't have and, a pint and, glass down here, other than like a 1991 Huskies National Championship mug, and I'm not going to drink out of that. that why crazy. not? That would have been much cooler than a big. Oh, although I couldn't do a Dumb and Dumber quote. Um, I also have a I also have a 2003 Rose Bowl Huskies mug from when they beat. Uh, I was at both those games, and this one where they beat um, Drew Brees and Purdue. Moving on. Should we just get right into the scuttlebutt? Let's get into the scuttlebutt because we got questions all like, over all of over the place. Sounders situation going on right now. So again, huh. let's recap. I think the last thing we recorded was prior to the LA Galaxy, right? Yep. And Is that uh, correct? Uh, yep. Yeah. And we lost to LA Galaxy three one, which I was actually okay with. We'll get into that later. And then I was on Houston Dynapod. Yeah. They they asked uh, for us. You were busy actually speaking to MLS security and yeah. and, and and other stuff that non Saturday related. So you were unavailable, but I I felt like I held my held my own, being the unprofessional one of this podcast. And I predicted the the outcome of the Houston match to be nil nil, maybe one nothing loss, hmm. and I was. Everything I said why that would be was on point. As I watched that, I was just like, yes, rubbing my nipples. I was rubbing my <laughs> nipples watching that. And I was just like, <laughs> they're watching this. They're, li- they're remembering my conversation. That guy knows what he's talking about, which is which is rare. <sighs> clearly, clearly that Scuttlebutt should be one of the top MLS podcasts in oh, the nation. Because I mean, they know our, what they're fucking talking about. Our analysis is immaculate. As always, and and here's here's the thing in that game, we were we had two extra players, and we looked like we were down, man. Yeah, well, we got our goal because we got the second red card. So I didn't predict a single red card because who does, let alone two. But in that match, and we're not going to get really into the weeds of that one. But in that match, we looked. I'm gonna just gonna, I'm going to say terrible. Yeah. We just look terrible. We always look terrible at Houston is the thing, though. What For whatever just, reason, we can't play. I, I don't know if it's the weather, how humid it is. We just can't play there. Yeah, our overall record with them was, I think, 15-9 and nine in terms of wins and losses. Mm-hmm. So, so but they're all like, at home pretty much. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I didn't break it down that far, but... Yeah, 
I agree with you. In my general recollection, playing in Houston is tough. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting a win, especially what we had seen. I think, uh, and I think I know the last episode I entitled was how are we this good and this bad? <laughs> Which actually alludes to a number of our scuttlebutt mailbag in our Discord and on Twitter of what this team's situation is right now. Yeah, because uh, you saw LA Galaxy. We didn't go for it. We benched. We played our and we, we brought in players. We late. played our kids and they played their starters. Yeah, and we brought our, we brought starters in in the last ten minutes. Which yeah, which I'm not. I don't know why you don't make those subs earlier, uh, but that's a question that we're going to have lots of questions about in these games. But I'm not mad about it. I'm just my here's my thinking on it. Everyone's complaining. We didn't go. They always say all these cups matter. Why aren't we playing for it? Well, because Brian Schmetzer knows that if we don't make the playoffs, he's losing his job. That's why. So he's choosing MLS over U.S. Open Cup because he wants to keep his job. Can I counter you for a second? Yeah. What month is it? I'm, and we're in first place. What, I know. Exactly. I know. Exactly. But but, Sacrifice a weekend when you don't know the outcome of that match. We've never done makes, that. I mean, we did that last year. I mean, in the, in I don't care about happen. what we we've never it. done that. I don't. I, fuck no, the I past. Mean, la- <laughs> Why? Seriously. What has okay. the past? What has the past taught us? I think we saw that we were tired and we couldn't compete in MLS after our run in Champions League, and he didn't want the same thing to happen in the U.S. Open Cup. I don't think he'd ever admit that. I think there's a part of him that goes, "If we don't make the playoffs, I'm screwed." I mean, he's he has said as much uh, to me. So that's fair. Not 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 about the U.S. Open Cup. That's but fair. About I disagree. His, his job's in trouble. No, I, dis- I, I mean, I fair and I just uh, that's a fair response from Schmetzer. I just disagree. You know, oh, I don't. I don't. It wasn't put him out there. I think it's just in general. Okay, like he knows that he's in trouble if they don't make the playoffs. So my guess is he's focusing on MLS. But I, I mean, you could have subbed JPN earlier in that match. You didn't need to wait till so late. If you're going to sub him in, sub him in at 60. sixty minute. Yeah. yeah, that's what they should have done because that made a difference in the game. Unfortunately, they scored right away, but then we saw we came back and scored. Mm-hmm. So if we hadn't allowed that goal. God, I'll tell you what, real quick, sidebar. Watching the Kraken in that game uh, Seven. six, where we won yeah. five to three or whatever, but twice in that game, they gave up a goal right after scoring, and I was like, this is so Sounders. <laughs> right, yeah. I, <laughs> anyway. I kind of felt the same way, actually, watching that. But uh, which I I watched every minute of, of Kraken playoffs. <sighs> It's amazing. What a, what a At- great run. Congratulations to them. Uh, <laughs> shout out to our friend Jackson Feltz, who tore apart the Sounders on the Sounders postgame show. And uh, he just said, pathetic that they keep losing these matches. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like so, he needs to be on the show next week. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, you're right. Shout out to the Kraken. Amazing season. Not mad that they lost. What a, what a great, fun run. We want the same thing for the Sounders. But it doesn't seem like things are going that way. Let's let's talk about uh, what, what questions we have from our listeners. Okay. So <laughs> or should actually, we talk about tonight's game a little bit first? No, let's just let's just an amalgamation okay. of it all. Okay? All right. Because it all, it's, all, some, it's all related. I'm, yeah. I'm not happy we lost tonight, but I do have some positive thoughts about tonight. I, I do as well, actually. Um, 
So maybe that's where our responses to yeah. the scuttlebutt will come into play. And um, today at 9.42 a.m., I'm just going to read make sure this makes some sense into what we want to talk about. So, okay, we'll, we'll just go down the timeline here. Patrick GC on the Discord. By the way, Discord is in the show description. We are going to focus on that as a scuttlebutt. We are going to get in some, into some of our Twitter responses that we've gotten from people. But if you want to make sure you're on the show, get on the Discord. So Patrick yep. GC, today at 9.42 a.m., what do you guys think the Sounders should do with the front four? Morris as the forward with Chu, Ladero, and Rusnak. Sorry, Rusnak. Up front, and Atencia with JP is my preferred with who's available. So, Patrick's basically saying, what do we what do we think our front four should be? And he thinks Morris is the forward, Chu, Ladero, and Rusnak up front with Atencio and JP. Uh, I think I agree with that generally, except that uh, Leo was not ready to go a full game, I think. So they let him rest, and he came in and made a big difference tonight. Yeah, and and then I guess in context, are you, Patrick, are you talking about this match specifically or just in general? Because Christian ruled on needs to be involved in that. Right. right? And, that, and that, is a, that is a big question mark. Obviously, we're concerned about that as a human being and as a, a Sounders yeah. availability player. But he's he's the one question left, right? We know that knew who's back. He he was winded though after just a little bit of running, and malaria is no joke. So I'm not surprised. It's, it's bold of him to get out there and be able to run and, and go full. full very run. very promising to see him. I'm very happy yeah. to see that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And 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 we saw Chu come back, and he obviously wasn't hurt. But uh, shout out to Leo for the, the his firstborn child. Hell yeah! And, I'm um, a granddad. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he, he had some slick moves. Well, as he always fucking does, but yeah, I digress yeah. till later. All right, so... so well, real quick, quick did quick, you see that quick pass? That, okay, Dylan Baker uh, looked like he was passing it to the right. Dylan Baker? Uh, Cody. Cody Baker, sorry. Apology accepted. Dylan Tevez. Cody Baker uh, passed it to... It looked like it was going to the right, and then it curved and it hit the ground and went right to... Chew. It was one of the best passes I've seen uh, on the field for a sounder. I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "What a terrible never mind." What a terrible never mind. What a terrible never mind. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think? So, what do you guys think the Sounders should do with the front four? So, uh, if this is about this match, well, one we're in hindsight, obviously. Um, But, but I think that's the lineup I would have done. Yeah, and 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 going forward. no pun intended. Um, Jordan Morris is our forward. Make it happen. Everything else fix around that. Yeah, I, I, I'll I mean, get into A Bear later, and we have comments about A Bear. But that's my forward. Get get Jordan at the very very top. You know why? Because Jordan doesn't play defense. He doesn't play defense. He plays position. He's so fast that he's able to recover, but he doesn't play defense. He no, gets into he position to be in the way. And he doesn't sometimes, pull people with him either when he's on the wing. Nope. The way Leo does. I saw a cross ball. Too many cross balls happen. Is that is that a thing? Too many cross balls. They were switching play two or three times where I said, Jordan, 
you could have prevented the decision from happening, that that the player that decided to make that pass would not have made that pass if you were closer and on that player. Yeah. But they decided to, hey, there's about 20 yards circumference around that guy. I'm going to I'm going to lay the ball across the pitch for him to go get it because you have to go run and catch up to him. And it's exactly what happened. And that's when he plays on the left wing because he sprints. He's a sprinter, and that's totally fine with me. He's a sprinter. So what do you do? You put him at forward in this formation that you like to play sprinter. Soul yeah, forward. Your idea is, I think maybe you find a way to get them both up there. Yeah, you figure, and there's a way to do that. There's a way to cover the forward, the the offensive wings, and you you have to communicate that that is that is training. That is communication on the pitch in the game that you figure out who's going to cover and be available on those offensive wings to create some offensive movement moving forward. Because the Sounders play fucking beautiful soccer when we're downhill, when we're downhill, when we're retreating and we're trying to recover. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And if he's playing on the wing, you're not going to get good defense. They're going to get the ball and he's going to either recover and get in the way which is generally what happens. But the opportunity for them, they still get the ball in that position. It's just terrible. Anyway, so I don't I don't like him on the I want him up top. So Patrick, my answer is Jordan up top, Leo on the left. Figure out who's on the right. Whether that be Ladero, Rusnak. Figure that out. Or put two up top if you want to have A Bear play. But the key is Jordan's up top. For me. And I, I, my answer to me is it's Rusnak on the right. I agree with that. Because Nico's I'm... game today showed me that he, he doesn't have it. And maybe because it was a midweek game is the problem. But he was passing it behind players. He clearly has lost a step. He had one dangerous pass. But everything else was, I'm sorry, straight garbage. And I, and I totally agree with you, Rusnak on the right. Because there's someone named Atencio that I like to play yeah. and start for this team. Um, and that's they they subbed off both of them at the same time and brought on Atencio and Freddie. That's that's and, because we're playing this weekend, right? Freddie is a super sub. Like I love him as a super sub. Oh, he's, that's what what he's amazing a, player to have there. That that is that is absolutely his role right now. Yeah, because, that's what and I he showed it today. Be, he showed yeah, it today. Yeah, that's what I want to see though for Nico. Okay, so let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Combat Wombat Esquire, not a lawyer. He wanted to yep. make sure we know that because there's yep. one. There's one on this show. Uh, how frustrated with with a bear should I be for generating exactly zero goals on target on one point three one expected goals for the night? This is this is a comment post tonight's match against Austin. Right. And, so basically, and Hebert both... puts nothing on target, is what he's saying. Yeah. Even though he but, should at least put 1.3. I'm going to let you go first because my comments might differ from yours on this. So, uh, You should be kind of frustrated. I, I think that we – I get where Schmetzer was coming from, putting him out there. And actually, I do love Hebert when he has a ball, when he has the ball. When he doesn't have the ball, I'm not excited about him. I don't think he really helps the midfield out. He doesn't pull defense in any one direction. But when the ball's at his feet and you saw it with Freddie's goal, 
that wasn't that wasn't an easy layoff to Freddie. No, that was a he, great. He had to really force that over. He was, that was fighting. Cool. He was fighting yeah. in the box, falling backwards, and laid that off to Freddie on on a dime. This guy has got technical ability. He's Brazilian. What are the Brazilians known to do? No, they know how to dance with the ball. But when it comes to movement without the ball, I'm I'm not a fan. Not a big fan. And he and he's what 31, 32? You think he's thirty one? Mm-hmm. He's you're not going to see him. He's in he's in the Freddie esque era of his career. Right? You're going to see him with the ball do some brilliant things, but you're not going to see him change the game off camera, so to speak. Broad broadcast view if you're playing FIFA. So um, you should be frustrated because you should have a forward when you play a single forward formation. Affect the midfield enough and the defense enough, midfield of your team, defense of the other team, to provide opportunities for other players. I mean, he's a forward, though. That's not his job. This is where I'm going to play devil's advocate there. Uh, He, I mean, that's Rui Diaz doesn't do that. Rui Diaz drops back when he's not getting service. Otherwise, he's not running up there. I beg to Rui differ. Diaz, Rui Diaz the entire defensive line is following Rui Diaz, and they have one eyeball on Rui oh, Diaz because that's he's true. the flea. I guess you could say that, he, but he's not. A bear is not the flea. No, and A bear's not. I mean, he's not drawing people the same way. He's he is a little bit, but not the same way. Here's my thing: he was in the right place so often today, and. First off, he's not supposed to be starting. He's supposed to be a back off. He's supposed to be a sub off the bench that gives us a spark late in the game. Uh, he is starting because Reed is his injury. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he, all his goals has just been – he's like Will Bruin. You're, you're in the right place to score. Um, he had Can a I raise my hand goals. on all his goals? Yeah. They were two months ago? Right. Yeah, I agree. But he was in, on on those goals too. It was they were poachers' goals. He was in the right place. The ball dribbled mm-hmm. his way, and he just hit it in. He had some shots today that would have gone in had they not been blocked. Now I thought his shots today and the game tire. He could have that one. Game. If you watch the replay from the it's other tough. angle, it's tough. I'm being hard. There's no way that's going in. He headed it. He's falling backwards. You're not going to be able to head that at that angle towards the goal because he, he was, was upset. Outside. Yeah. To, yeah, he was he was upset with himself, but of course he would be because you're like, ah, I wish I could have been in a different angle when I got the ball. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, one yeah, wasn't yeah. going in, and the goalie had it covered anyway. So I, no, I, he did not. In from he, if you look he, at it from that angle, there's no way he can get it back at the goal. Well, if he had well, hit it back, the at keeper the goal, didn't have it covered. The keeper missed missed trying to clear. Uh, Right, but the, it, had to go, it had to go back across the goal because he was two yeah. or three feet outside the goal. The header was incredibly difficult, and he put himself yeah. in a – yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I, I, that would have been a really tough goal. I wasn't I'm that just, mad about when that. When you said I, the I, keeper had it covered, which he certainly put himself like in a position. He, he no, was on he, the ground. He, he could have got up and blocked it if, if it was coming his You're way. thinking of a different situation. Was, I'm talking about a, literally the last play of the game. The keeper came out and – okay. The keeper came out. on the ground right in front of him. Reached out, no keeper reached out, missed it completely, and the goal was wide open. Yeah. However, a bear was about three yards to the left of the of yeah. the far post and yeah. had to redirect it back in. When when you would probably expect the keeper to put a touch on the ball, to then actually put an accurate ball across. However, like yeah, you're you're not hitting that ball across. If anything, you're hitting it across the goal to another player, uh, across the face of the goal to another mm-hmm. player on your team. 
There's no way. He's I falling back. I, he's falling I, I think backwards. he had an opportunity. He had an opportunity. He's falling backwards, and he's two or three feet outside the goal. If he hits his head right, it's going straight. It's not going back towards the goal. Cameron, I don't disagree with you that I'm not mad that he didn't make the goal, but if he had a $20 million contract, that's probably on goal, okay, which I mean, well, if he's gets, in a different he, league, if he's in a different league. Jordan gets paid a lot of money, and all he did tonight was kick it directly at the keeper. Time and time again. <laughs> he, he did, though. You know he how many did, goals though. we score if this dude would stop kicking the ball directly at the keeper? Mm. <laughs> like, mm, that it, was it tough. drives me batty. So I'm not that worried about Bear because he's a backup and he was getting himself in the right position. Now, the big and that, thing for and that's, me... And that's what I agree with you with. The big thing for me is this. I saw it the last few games, people on Twitter going nuts. Why do we keep crossing it from the outside? Why aren't we going over the top? I don't know if they're... I mean, I know they're not people that are new to Sounders because they're people who've been watching for years and years, but... Have you ever seen us pass it over the top more than once or twice a game? No, we only did it twice today. What happened when we did it today? We were goal dangerous. That's not how Schmetzer plays. We play through the wings, Mm -hmm. crossing it over the goal, because you get it in there, and then supposedly it's dangerous. It can ping pong and go anywhere. We don't go through the center very often. Now, when we did late in this game, it made a difference. Mm -hmm. So there is some credence to the fact that maybe we should be playing through the middle more. Maybe we should be having Jordan run at the defenders more. But we just don't play that way. And also that takes away Leo Chu. Although Chu could can do that. Uh, Cody Baker had some great passes to Chu once he came in. Um, he had some great defensive plays before that. I didn't think Chu was as dangerous once Nuhu came on. Um, but Nuhu was gassed. I mean, you saw him out there running. It's not mm-hmm. his fault. You saw him out there after one huge run, like doubled over because... I mean, he just recovered from malaria, for God's sake. Like, the fact that he's out there at all is awesome. Yeah. No, I think that's that, that's yeah, it's huge for us. And I still actually don't expect him to start this weekend. I wouldn't expect him to start for yeah. a while. He's, he's not going to be mat, mat, match fit for some time, I don't think. Cause that's, but it's very promising and great to see him running around. Because yeah. the, the, the concern with malaria is enlarged spleen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, coach and talked about that. So any any exerted effort, any contact could be debit like burst plane. Like you you're done. Um so not done for death, but you're not gonna be playing this year. Um so the fact that he's out on the field means he's been cleared to play. It's just match fitness and then also body recovery from having Effing malaria, malaria. <laughs> Goddamn. So yeah, it's great. I mean, he's been great he's to see him out there. Yeah, I'm. You know, I I do believe we should keep starting Baker and play the hot hand until uh, I don't think Nuhu should be starting until a he's fully fit and b if Baker keeps playing the way he's playing, well, I view it as a Reagan situation. But that's neither I, here nor there yet because we're not there. I'm just we're saying not, we're not there yet. I totally see where you're coming from, but that yeah. Cody needs three or four matches at full 90 showing that he is a starting uh, an above at well above average starting left back. right and yeah. and he and he, and he showed that he possibly could be that yeah yeah, yeah which was surprising because like i said i thought he was just a dude and i was wrong i'm sorry cody <laughs> all right so next on the discord g willow 
if you like Marvel comics, you'll like G Willow. Um, why do we suck at beating bad teams, Cameron? Oh, someone on Twitter said, uh, here, I'm going to get their name real quick. Uh, she didn't say Cameron. She just said, why do we suck at, be- oh, yeah. at beating Nick bad D. teams? Nick D said, uh, I heard Spur fans, Spurs fans have mm-hmm. referred to their team as Dr. Spurs because if you're an ailing team, they'll make you better. Are we Dr. Sanders? Now, I'm not about to say that the coach of... Austin was going to lose his job. But we likely saved the coach of Portland's job. We likely saved the coach of LA's job. SKC. Uh, SKC. We, we saved their coach. Peter job. Herpes. Uh, this today is May 17th. Austin hadn't won since March 11th. Ew. Another subsidiary. Not only that, Oshkosh Bagosh. They'd ish, never beaten us. Not only that, they had never won a match versus a Cascadia opponent. I don't like that. <laughs> I like that silence there, though. That shows just. I mean, we. I don't know. Are we Gonzaga? Do we play down to the level of our opponents? Because. We have a sucker of a coach well, named Mark. Well, we're clearly not good Zaggers. We have trophies. But <laughs> uh, hey, hey, I, I don't have a degree. I didn't go to college. I'm I have no, nothing against Gonzaga, but that's your thing, right? But we kinda we kinda are in a way. I, I see what you're talking about. No, we're um, playing down to the level of our opponents, and then you get bit when you do that. And I, I don't You don't know. think that maybe I mean uh, that that comment to me is something that relates to what's happened recently and by yeah. recently i mean about a month yeah portland portland was april 15th yeah portland was april 15th it's been it's been 33 days 32 days so right? basically every match we've played since then i mean we eked one and, out and, and, and what there. happened for three days before on um, the thursday before the portland match we lost christian yeah, there that's that's my answer i think it's it's we are a mediocre team without christian yeah, he is the key. He is the glue. He is the fire. He's the Aussie. Not playing wise, obviously, but like in terms of what he means to the team. Not obviously. in style. Not in style. Yeah. No, but no, no, in terms of not in position. A, I mean, in terms of fear factor. Yeah, you're not and, like that. That dude is going is going to blow through you. Like he's a fire yeah. hydrant. And JP, this you was can't knock tonight. Him over. Tonight was his worst game as a sounder. JP. He was giving the ball away. Um, he was in the wrong position. He was having to foul at times. He was lucky not to get a yellow uh, on, a, on on what was a professional foul. It it's it, I felt bad because it may not have been his fault. He may have been because other people were out of position, but it certainly was his worst game. That I, seen. I think it was his worst game as a sounder. Um, yeah. So, and why do I? Why do we suck at beating bad teams? It's, it's definitely Christian, um, because I think that it's recency bias. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Because um, I don't think we're that bad. I mean, again, our last episode. How are we this good and this bad? It's yeah, the injury. We, we are the injuries. so talented. Yeah, but I feel like even when we have Rui Diaz in there right now, we're not seeming dangerous. Well, well, hold on. We had Rui Diaz for a minute. One but game. also, it's the injuries, and I'm not confident in in, in Schmetzer, to be honest. 
Yeah, let's talk about those subs because I know those were some questions that came up, and a lot of people were mad about him. Them, I'm I'm not so mad. I mean, like I said, I believe Freddie is a super sub, so I I like him coming off the bench. I don't like him starting over a bear. I know some people are. I mean, we definitely had uh, uh, Sounders fan forty nine forty shout out um, from the old uh, Zoom rooms. Uh, we definitely had some. How should I put it? Wait, 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 hold on. Zoom rooms? What are you talking about? Oh, when we had the uh, um, Zoom parties during COVID and I was hosting uh, them for the Sounders. I was like, that is not in the show description. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look for that. No, I was the I was the official uh, host of all the Sounders Zoom rooms during COVID. Uh, Zoom parties each, each uh, show. Uh, game, okay. I should say. So, uh, yeah, I mean... They, I like Freddie off the bench. I, I get people's frustration with Abert. Um, I get bringing in Freddie and Atencio. My problem is, I think that you have to choose between Rusnak and Nico, and because they are the only two comparable players on the field, they're the only two that have the ability to play center attacking mid or on the right and pass it and and make us more dangerous. And I think you could. If you don't have both on the field at the same time, I think it allows each one of them to succeed versus when they're fighting, not really fighting for balls, but today was a bad day for Nico. We saw some dangerous passes. We've talked about how he leads the league in um, passes that lead to... uh, A key pass. Key passes, yeah. But today was not one of those. And so it would have been nice to have someone like Russ knock off the bench. I don't know... Does it, I mean, we could have started Atencio then instead. And Atencio looked great. I heard the craziest stat on uh, Twitter, maybe? Or I heard it somewhere that Atencio has is now f- played 48 matches for us, and he's like in the top 10 of all time. Is that possible? <laughs> of appearances no. for the pro team? I, I, I So... I believe that came from our Discord, actually. Oh. Josh Atencio, this is Kenny Sloth. Josh Atencio, top 50 all-time in appearances for Sounders in modern history. Top two 50. Away, two away from Gonzo and three from Eddie Johnson. I don't that's, understand. That's what threw me up. The, the I Gonzo don't, and Eddie Johnson. I don't, I, don't, I don't see how that's possible. Um, well, I have I have total appearances for the Sounders. How many was he at? Wow. How many did he say he was at? In that, it's his top fifty all time in appearance. Oh. oh, now I'm now I'm understanding this. Okay, so I see it. Yep. So of he players had... of players that have played, there have been fifty, and he is in that top fifty. No, of the top fifty, he is now in it. There's we have more than fifty players that play this, but but here's it's here's still, I'm, still I'm looking at the stat. Yeah, it, it it blows my mind too. But I'm actually I have him here. Uh, he passed Roger Levesque. Uh, he's ahead of Danny Leva now since Danny's gone. He's right there with De- DeAndre Yedlin and Gonzalo Pineda, and by the end of the season, he will likely be above. Let's see if he plays ten more games. Uh, he's at like 55. He'll be like with tied with, well, Joe is going to keep playing, but 
uh, tied with uh, Nate Jaqua and Kellen Rowe in that area up near Roman Torres. That is insane. Okay, okay. If we make okay. the playoffs, we'll is be ahead it of Oba. What? Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Good that's, job. I guess. Uh, I, I, that's not a, when you when you say it like like think about Nate Jacob with the Sounders. Granted, a few. It was a couple, two years. Uh, three seasons. Did he play three full seasons? Yeah, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've seen Joss Atencio and Danny Leva for for three years. Yeah. There's, I think there's just a lot of them at the same pace. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. they've dropped off. So it, it when you say it the way Kenny Slot 74 said today at 10.39 a.m., that does sound, oh, my God, you're one of the best. You, you should play every game, clearly. Now it sounds a little bit more like, okay, oh, you're just at the pace of a starter, and you're there now. Right? No, I mean, that's a big Because step, you could have right? played five minutes, ten minutes, yeah. fifteen minutes. But so did a lot of these other and, players. Andy Rose, by the way, is, is pretty high up. Andy Rose is in the top 30. So he'll be in the top 30 by next season. Hmm. Atencio. He's gonna be able. He's gonna pass Kim Kihi. He's gonna pass Brad Smith. He's gonna pass Harry Ship and Eric Freeberg, Tyrone Mears, yeah. Nate Jaqua, Kellen Rowe, Ramon Torres, and then next year he'll pass Oba. When you start thinking Lamb, about all Paco. of the other players, top fifty now puts it a little bit more into reasonable context. But when you just say it like top fifty, it just sounds yeah. like a, the top fifty things to happen this year, the top fifty things to ever happen for a club. Like it, it, it sounds like there's only a few of them, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's still, that's up with, like, some of the, Oba was here three years, same amount of years, and he obviously has more starts, but not a ton more. Yeah, but so, Josh has been with us for at least three years. Three years, yeah. And has appeared pretty much every other match that he's been, that he's been helping one, two, for. Three, four, five, six, seven. New Who is eighth on the list. <laughs> really? Yeah, one behind Jordan Morris. And Christian's got to be what? Christian's second all-time behind. Uh, he needs to play another 43 oh. games to reach Ozzy. So it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Ozzy played that many. 2009 to 2018, man. What a beast. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So at first when I read that from Kenny, I was just like, I don't understand that. Like, it makes it, sense, but it's still it, it shows that he is staying. Power. It totally does, and and that that is huge. That is a, that is a huge step. I I, I don't mean to, to diminish that um, at all. I just it's just it was hard for me to comprehend like the context of that. Like, yeah. Well, there's been a lot of players that go in and out and they play for a few minutes, but then when you start like l- layering the other players off like that, he's like he's in contention in terms of how many times he's put on that kit and been on the pitch with some of the all-time greats that we've ever seen it's just they played full 90 <laughs> yeah well, um, some of them didn't i mean zach scott yeah. by the end of his career was coming off the bench a little bit uh mm-hmm. also massive because of some injuries and stuff he had that massive game where he his rib popped out and he still played 
Well, it's because he had uh, an eight pack and he had an extra yeah. muscle just to like protect the rib. Um, speaking and I of wonder, Kenny, I, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, it's, it's our last what, Discord, but finish your thought. Okay, I just I wonder where Clint would have been if he hadn't got hurt, like he didn't have the heart issue. Like, how much higher would he have gotten up that list? I bet he gets top ten. You know, we all wish that that one last shot was six inches to the right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which ultimately wouldn't have mattered because Freddie came back. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Kenny Sloth does say, um, I wish we would set up more defensively at home and date these bad teams. Maybe that's the wrong word. And date these bad teams to beat us when we sit back. Dare. Dare them to beat us. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Um, and dare these bad teams to beat us when we sit back and then just better and be better at counting. Countering it's not really blah, how blah, we blah, play. blah, 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 blah. Sorry. This is not how we play. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think. However, I see what he's coming from. Yeah. I see what he's coming from, though. Is this like, hey, we're not in a position to play our normal game. So let's flip the script. They're not going to expect that. I, I, I completely see where Kenny's, Kenny's coming from here. I yeah. wouldn't choose that because I am still every match. I feel like even with our youth, even like, like today, put our oh, youth out there we and, and we're still a, a better quality team than what yeah. we're playing. It's just how we're playing is a problem. I, I think we're lacking. Um... <sighs> Let me give you an example of what I, what I was about to say. Um, Rolled on, Alex usually has some pretty great crosses, but today his crosses were just off. They weren't there. We're lacking some of the, the. Um, he he was the, the the cross that provided the assist. Oh yeah, got, and by the by the end of the game, he. But that he was a different. Hard. That was it. But that was a different game. Yeah. Yeah, he, we were pushing in a whole mm-hmm. different way at that point. But early on, like some of his crosses were just sailing on him, and I don't know if he was tired. You know, there's all sorts of reasons that could be. Um, the, the one thing that bothers me is that we, rather than continuing to pressure, we pass the ball back and let them reset on defense. Mm-hmm. And I get it. We want to reset on offense, but time and time again, we saw us pushing forward with the dangerous breakaway and then pulling out of it, passing back and then losing possession. Um, but I, I get where he's coming from. I just, Schmetzer doesn't want to play that way. And we have, and, and. Partially, I think it's so our defense doesn't need to sit back and absorb so much pressure. It can, but we're seeing mistakes now that we've never really seen them make. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to jump into our Twitter responses. Okay. Um, how the hell does Seattle lose two consecutive at home to terrible sides? This comes from... <laughs> The Realist Blue at, well, that's their name. The Realist Blue, but their handle is at Blue underscore N-I-H-I-L-S-T underscore. Um, I mean, injuries and uh, this is the first game. I While I didn't love the subs i understand them based on who was out on the field and what we needed to do uh this is the first game i feel like in this run where we weren't out coached i think in all the other games we've been out coached 
Um, their subs have been better than ours. Uh, Freddy Juarez generally comes down at halftime and gives us some tactic changes that make a huge difference, which is why we're a second half team. Those don't see that does not seem to be happening for the last month in the same way because we've been falling apart in the second half a lot. Uh, so I think it's a combination of getting out coached and lack of concentration. I don't know if we're taking these teams for granted. I kind of feel like there needs to be a shakeup on the team. People are too comfortable. I hearken back to my comment about the Sounders playing better downhill, which is mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not a, we need these players to play downhill. And when I say downhill, I mean that constant pressure, but also the what I love about our, our, our two center backs is they're capable of receiving the ball at the midfield line and distributing it, whether it's short or long. And so when our midfield can recycle the ball back that, and then they can bring it back forward that quickly, that is yeah. downhill. That is downhill. And that is so disruptive for a, a, def, a team playing on defense. When yeah. all 10 field players are involved in the attacking third, essentially, right? They might be in the middle of the field, but the, where the ball ends up, and it usually ends up on a sounder's foot, that it's usually in the attacking third. And then they can play into the midfield, play about back, put, bring it back through, and just they can just keep possession of the ball. And that is that is our game. So when you disrupt that with injuries, births, illnesses, concussions, that's going to change the way, because that's usually a first-touch move, right? Where are you going to put the ball? If you if you, if you're recycling, it's not it's not as easy as just hold the ball and look a little bit. That you you don't have that availability all game. Yeah. Some parts of the match you do, but when you have Christian Roldan able to receive that ball and then make a brilliant decision, when you have Leo Chu able to receive that ball and make a brilliant decision, that's where you see a a four-goal match between Leo Chu and Christian Roldan. A way to overwhelm them and their half of the field because even at your back line, your two center backs are able to actually receive the ball and distribute. makes a huge difference. You throw Cody Baker in the mix, not his fault. Played really, really great in the last few matches. Hence, getting signed to the first team. He is a... He's a homegrown player. He's a homegrown professional sounder soccer player. Because he's talented. And I don't take that away from him. He doesn't have experience with the center backs. He doesn't have experience with the left wing. He doesn't have experience with the midfield. That's going to grow. Or is it not? Because he was going to come in. But you have all these variables in. And I feel like that is why we are so good. But have been so bad recently. Because we're not a bad team. We have quality. We don't have consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's injuries and it's. I got, I got, I got a, I got a Twitter comment just on injuries. If you want yeah, to. Yeah. Because you said that of our injured players knew who rolled on or Rui Diaz, who would you make, who would make the biggest impact on the current form? 
if they returned right freaking now. That's a tough kid. I think we know the answer to that. Your ears I think we do too. Mine. It's Christian. So it starts with an R. Yep. Yeah. I was going to start with an R, but then that's his last Roll name. Yeah, it's definitely ro- it's still- <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm actually wearing a Rodia's jersey right now. Um, yeah. No, it's definitely no, rolled on. Definitely rolled on. I think on it's rolled me. on because we've seen what the the just the attitude he brings to the field, and he's a bulldog. And it's kind of scary that he's still out. I've heard some rumors that there's some allergy stuff going on that may be giving him headaches, and so maybe they, they can't figure out what's what, which is definitely possible because allergies in the last is couple it, of weeks just skyrocketed. It's just, it's, like, just a, it's just a force magnifier on having a concussion. Yeah, and so they, they what's concussion and what's allergies? I don't know. Uh-huh. It, this was not anyone within the organization told me this. It was a fan, so I don't know if he heard it in an interview or what, but... Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you're not born here... You got allergies. <laughs> I'm born here. I have zero allergies. Oh, but, I'm born here. But, I have horrible allergies. Here. Yeah, you're a different type of human being than me. That's no, true. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no offense. I uh, eat my sister, meat. My sister, well, that has nothing to do with it. My sister calls me the boy in the bubble because uh, of my allergies and asthma yeah. and all that. No, I well, hear that. that. But my mom's cool. from the Midwest, um, yeah. and, and and I have family that is in Southern California that's raised in Southern California that have been up here that are just like, Oh my God, how do you breathe? How do you breathe? I'm like with my face. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but no, like um, that, that could definitely be, I actually, I hope that is why we aren't seeing him because that's, that's confused. Yeah. That's confusion, but it's potentially not it's brain damage. Right. And, and I mean, we're, we're on the cusp of you might not be playing professional sports again. Yeah. It's been a month of a concussion protocol. Yeah. And we've seen other, um, I mean, Terry Boss, our goalkeeper. Yeah. You uh, mentioned that last episode. Went for a save against Man U and hit his head on the pole, on the post. And we never heard from him again. Like he retired. Yeah, so obviously we're hoping that's not the case, but let's let's hope they're yeah, just confused this is all, this and he's is, fine. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. This is this is conjecture, right? We don't know anything. Yeah. We we um, it's just it's scary when it's been a month and he hasn't cleared concussion protocol when you usually clear it in three to five days, maybe seven. If you, only if you're really lucky, but a yeah, week to maybe, ten days is typically normal and generally okay, in, in the, sports in the nfl it's, they clear it in three to five days but i think that's because they don't take it seriously well they, anyway. they need will smith yelling at them what was that concussion movie he was in where he was the doctor that was yelling at the nfl people about concussions i know the movie i don't know the name yeah the movie is concussion um yeah. but the answer is rolled on it's clearly un unequivocally it's rolled on because if we saw new who today and they looked better but we, I, I do like what we see out of Cody Baker. Yeah, I don't think and, the drop off is as much on that side. And Tevez to rolled on the Tevez is a big drop off. Uh, that's a cliff. That's yeah, a cliff I love there. Tevez. He had, he had. I mean, but that's not his. But that's not his position. Right. Not, he's a, more, not in the way we play football. No, he's usually a center attacking mid or a forward. So, but he's, but he's, but he's, but he's really talented. He's really yeah. talented for for for. Who he is as a player at his age, I think uh, they commented. I, I switched. I watched it. I wasn't there 
at, at the match, so I watched an MLS season pass, and I I listened to Danny Jackson and Pete Pewing, and, and I don't know if it was Danny or Pete did say I think it was Pete actually. This is totally a Pete comment. If he was playing for UW, he shoots that, and the, mm. and the it was like fifteen minutes in, twenty minutes in, something like that. Yeah. He had that ball, and he played it back. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, he, he played he it back. Also had a, he also had a, a a good cross. He had a few different times, yeah, where he could have. I mean, he's only 22, and and he's and let's not forget, he's only been professional for a couple of years because he played for the Huskies. He did. He was in the Sounders youth program, but he played for the Huskies. Uh, yeah, and that's what he means. That's what he means. If he was if he was if he was playing for UW right now, he would have uh, shot that. Yeah. So this is only touch. his second year as a pro, and only this is only his seventh match playing for the Sounders. He's played 14 yeah. for Tacoma Defiance. So, but um, he's not going to, he's not, he, he's not Rodon. Rodon either no. shoots that or, or has a better pass. Right? right. But, but Rui Diaz, I, I, I am fully after last year, after last year, which I mean, he did play more than half the season. And I think a couple episodes ago, I was saying he was barely available. Like, but he ended up playing like, 20 matches or something like that. But he's clearly, clearly not available for at least 50 matches or 50% of the matches this year. It is? Yeah. A training injury is, 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 is worrisome that your body is breaking down. Score yeah. goal in training at half and half effort. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going full effort in training, but you know what I mean. It's not. It's a not. It's another level when you're on uh, when you're playing in a real match. If you're get freak things happen, but it, it's, it's consistent. It's consistent. It's consistent. He keeps getting hurt. But and usually, it, it's, it's not with us though. That's this. That's where this is different. Is he's been getting hurt when he's been with Peru, and so having it happen now. It, this us, last injury was with. The Sounders was it not right. Yes, so this is different, but but that that does make me go, okay, what what happened? You know, I think you're, you're right. It could I think be, we it need could to be... start thinking about other options. I I there's rumors that I've seen on Twitter from journalists saying that we're trying to shop him. Oh. I mean, more than anything, I think he can still be a productive member of our squad. It's just both. Him and Nick. Oh, don't get me wrong. He's still better than Freddie Montero, and Freddie Montero is proving me wrong from yeah. earlier this season when I said there's no reason he should be playing. <laughs> yeah, he's but, he's saving our ass if he plays for thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I think that we have two aging DPS who are not able to give us their their everything. Not their fault. They're aging. And then we have Rusnak, who's being played out of position, and a, and is Rusnak, mm-hmm. Rusnak, who isn't able to give us his best because Nico's taking up his position. And so I think we basically have this complicated thing where we have three DPs that aren't going to be able to perform at their best. And that's unbelievable that we're as successful as we are. Because think about if we had three, like, 28-year-olds out there. Just like balling right now, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll, it'll be an interesting thing. And I want to hear your thoughts on this one. This is 
from Mike Raffone. Um, <laughs> I get it. I Real quick, it shout out, shout out to Tony from uh, from the fan base there in uh, Austin. He said, "Thanks for our first win since March 11th, and also our first win in Cascadia." Uh, you're welcome, Tony. You Screw that shout out. I didn't, I, I didn't clear that. Fuck that. Tony's a good dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, at Mikey Six Strings, but hmm. what's up, Mikey? Hit Mike Raffone. I love that as his. Uh, what do you call that? So you have your handle, and then you have what you like. We are Sounders Scuttlebutt, but we're at SS. FC Scuttlebutt. So your what handle you, what is you, FC Scuttlebutt, and the other one would be. What's the other name, one? Maybe? Screen, screen name. Okay. Is it... So screen name Mike Ruffone, and when I say it out loud, yep, <laughs> I love it. Good job, guy. Uh, all right. Why has the 2022 or 2022 final third returned? Has Schmetz lost the team? His subs feel like he's pulling names out of a hat. No strategy. I think in terms of subs, until today, we didn't have any... There's no one on the bench to sub in that's any good. Um, benches are not as deep in this league, um, and it's hurting us. I I think we also... It's the aging DP issue, too. If we weren't spending as much on them, we might have extra money to spend on other players and have better players coming off the bench. More TAM players, essentially, is what we need. But the roster rules in the MLS uh, are such that we don't. And that a lot of that's because during COVID, they had to they had the lockout almost, and they had to re-sign uh, a new CBA that made it so for two years the cap didn't go up. So the roster size has not been able to meet the demand of MLS as mm-hmm. teams have all teams have gotten front heavy. I have been as very critical of Schmetzer, and I think some of his subs are head scratching. But I think today I just felt like we didn't have the choice. Like, who, who, what mm-hmm. other subs are you going to do at that point? Nico was spent. Rusnak was probably spent. Well, knowing that you have an MLS, another MLS match, right? You have to. It's a battle yeah. of attrition. It's a battle yeah. of attrition yeah. at this point. You have to make sure that you have them available for at least sixty minutes in the next match. Which means playing them sixty minutes this sixty minutes this match, um, yeah. because that when it when it initially happened, seeing them come off the field at the same time, I was like, oh. But then to see what the team did afterwards, completely changed my perspective. Yeah, uh, especially Josh Atencio. But um, and and I want to get there in a second. And I think these next two we've kind of already answered. But in case we didn't. Or you want to say X, an, an extra XYZ on it? Um, Lance Corbin at E C A L N I B R O C. Wow. Okay. That's tough. Lance Corbin, why are we playing a bear? And then Ken Gibbs at SSFC 1974. Why are we so talented and so bad? <laughs> that was the last episode title. Yeah. Injuries are not an excuse. We are supposed to be deep. You kind of just answered that. Yeah, we're not sure they. I just want to make sure they under understand where we're coming from here. Um, I think we are deep without our injuries, right? When we don't have hurt players, and the players that are now starting in those positions are. Can you imagine being able to bring what uh, Cody Baker's become off the bench to back up Nuhu 
or to be able to bring in a bear in late. And when he has that extra step against a or Freddie Montero, a bear and Freddie Montero, Freddie, uh, or, or to bring, you know, any, any of these players off. Yeah. Tevez to come in and, and stretch. I mean, Reed Cody Baker, Baker whiting, by the way. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm actually surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised because he's been playing a lot of minutes in the last five days, but that kid is, I mean, from middle school to he's in college now. Mm-hmm. From a physical standpoint, he is he's literally grown a couple inches and added about ten or fifteen pounds. So, yes, I mean, we, we are deep. Leo Chu, <laughs> right? We saw Leo Chu. He looks he he looks like a man now. I mean, he mm-hmm. he is big and strong in a way that he was not before. How much do we miss Christian alien jujitsu? A lot. No, alien jitsu. Yeah, a lot. I, th- I think he, I, like I said it on Twitter, I've said it on the show, I think we're mediocre without him. I don't know why we're mediocre without him. I think there's enough talent on our team we shouldn't be, but I think the menta- I think it's the same reason he keeps making the USA the US, US, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, he there brings is... a mentality to the team that no one else can. Well, uh, the, clearly, I mean, his brother's on the team. There, There's there's definitely an elevation in in performance when you know someone as well as your brother that plays especially on the same side of the field as you. Um, and then Jordan's basically his brother. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how many times, how many times have we, absolutely. how many times have we th- seen them connect? Right. Yeah. That is just two players, personal connection with, with Christian. Then there's his experience with the team. Since 2016, when he got drafted, he was the fist bump. The fist bump of Garth Lagerway in his, what, first... I wouldn't say first thing he ever did with the club, but it was that offseason that he joined the club as our GM. And he and Ziggy Schmid fist bumped when they drafted him at 16, I think, was his position. Yeah, we we traded up. Yeah, we traded twelve, something like that. We but we traded up. Yeah, I want to say sixteen because I don't give a crap about the super draft, and that's the number that comes to mind when I think of that super draft. So other than number one being uh, Steve (laughs) Zakawani. and number sixteen is the only thing I can think of. Man, if Stevie didn't get hurt, I know we won a bunch of championships, but uh, we may have won more earlier. Man. So painful, yeah, and he would have no, been on the USA. He would have been. He would have replaced Landon Donovan on the USA. He, and he would have been Jordan Morris before Jordan Morris. Yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. So, so Kenny but, Sloth pointed out that we dominated expected goals for tonight, which doesn't surprise me. We were in a position to score a lot of goals, and well, and, the last and, thirty minutes, I think, was completely different. Right? They were up to nothing, and then two. Yeah, one. we had like twenty so, shots and goals. Or something. What, what do you expect them to do? They're going to back up and make sure they don't give up three goals. That's yeah. that was that was their no pun intended goal for the last thirty minutes of the match. So yeah, we're going to have a lot more on target and a lot more expected. Um, but Josh Atencio, we, we should wrap this up soon. It's been an hour and twenty minutes, but Josh yeah. Atencio. Um, he's a starter, in my opinion. So. The problem he, is, who are we putting on the bench? That's the hard part. Well, 
Hey, Lexa, I know you're usually on our show because we at the end of every episode, but we it's we're, I know we're over time. We're not there yet. So uh, I apologize for raising my voice at you, but let's hold off <laughs> until um, the show's over. Thank apologize you. to the machines. Oh, when they rise, when Skynet goes live, we better be ready. Yeah, don't be mean to your machines, everyone. Uh, so um, the Christian question mark actually is where I believe Josh Atencio just needs to fit in. They don't play the same position, but put Rusnak out, outright. So who are you sitting, Nico? No, I'm sitting Tevez. I'm sitting... Well, I mean, if Christian's back, is what I mean. Oh, well, we don't know if he's going to be back. Who's yeah. available right now? Right Josh Atencio is available right now. Crazy he, sad I just if we win this weekend, we will have scored six points in our last four games. But here's <laughs> what I but here's what I think. JP plays so much better when he has an CDM playing with him. Not a camp. Yeah, when they play well together. Yeah. It, well, and let's not forget we have a whole nother <laughs> CDM that is ahead of um Atencio, and that's Obed. Mm, I would put I would put Atencio above Obed at this point. You think so? Okay. I mean, I, I, this uh, season that maybe. What have we? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, Obed's been hurt, I suppose. Um, but also, but also, there is a physical stature of uh, Atencio is what six one, and is built. He's bigger, right? And, Compared and, to and he's still quick. He's still quick. Obed. Obed is a is a child. A literal well, Obed, child. Is, Obed is still getting muscled. Right. That's you can't why muscle Atencio anymore. No, and that there, because... there's not there's not a player in the MLS in the midfield that's gonna outmuscle him. Oh, and whatever you do, don't search, search expected goal on Twitter because it's, there's apparently some uh, I don't know if this is a K-pop group or what, but they are called XG, and everything's just gonna be stuff on them. <laughs> Well, thanks for the PT- PSA. I, was gonna it, I mean, there's there's plenty of great <laughs> K-pop out there. Um, shout out to Blackpink. I don't know. Do you know the story? When our, of course when our, I don't, dude. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't told you the story? I'm going when, to the cure in two weeks. Why would I know about this? <laughs> oh, no. When, um, when we came out with our Nightfall kits that were black and pink, I went to the Sounders and I said, look, I know you don't know this group, but there is a K-pop group called Blackpink, and they are the largest group in Korea right now. They're coming on their first American tour. They're playing a sold-out show in L.A. Take Kim Kee-hee, we don't play that day, down to L.A., do a photo shoot with them and him in those jerseys, and they are going to become fashion, like the jerseys will become like high fashion in Korea, and it's going to take over the world. They didn't listen to me. Blackpink is now the largest band in the entire world. Like, come on, Sounders. And you know, come on, Cameron. You are you did. You seem like you did everything you could, but you're our Alliance Council president. <laughs> if I, you I, can't I, do it, who can? Yeah, I let you him. Should know. vote him in, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the cure too. I'm, I'm excited. I don't. I, I. I don't have my plus one yet. I asked uh, a date, and we will see if it happens. Well, there you go, everyone. Um, if you want to go to the cure with Cameron. 
just join the Discord <laughs> and tell us your favorite thing about Cameron and why you want to date him. <laughs> yes, this uh, is now this is now the date Cameron show. Uh, no, I, 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 I uh, yeah. I've had some. I had a good date recently, and I, I think I'm going to try and have more with this person. We'll see. Well, that's good life. Um, Josh Atencio, Christian Roldan, JP. Um, I don't think okay. we have to cover much else. No, here, here, here's the last thing we should talk about. Vancouver's this weekend. Cascadia Cup, very important match because we lost at Portland in that game that we never want to think about again. Uh, Vancouver, it's kind of been the same old Vancouver in that they've, they're, they're middling to poor. Overall, uh, they are ninth on the table with three wins. Uh, they, however, are tied with Austin in points. So, um, are they, they're one point ahead of Austin. What are you feeling for this weekend? We're still in first place, by the way, but LAFC has two matches uh, in hand. They won today. LAFC did. Yeah, yeah, but they they still they played way fewer matches than us. And FC Dallas has another match to play, and St. Louis has two more matches. So all those people are ahead of us. All right. So I don't actually look like the the table standings are indicative of I think the actual points per game is what matters. Exactly, and then. We're not at play a point yet, right? These aren't. I would, I would hope, I want to stay near the top. But if we drop to two, we drop to three in the next couple of weeks. I'm not freaking out. It's September, October that I'm starting to freak out. But yeah, um, going to BC, uh, we can't lose. Just from, uh, I'm concerned. I think mainly from last year that. We don't know how we're going to react to the League's, leagues Cup mm-hmm. in terms of the whole League's taking a break, right? Yeah. I want to um, go into League's Cup at one or two, right? Yeah. And right now we are we are second in points per game ahead of Dallas by uh, two uh, one-hundredths. And we're ahead of St. Louis by four one-hundredths. Uh, we are a, a full half a point ahead of where we were last season, though, which I think is huge. Yeah. So we see New Who come back in this game. We see um, Leo Chu come back in this game, which makes me believe that probably Leo Chu is starting and New Who is going to come off the bench again, as he probably should considering it's an illness. I think I saw that Leo Chu had like left foot sprain, mm. which is weird. I didn't know that. I thought I considered it to be completely. I mean, they uh, always, they always put people on there as questionable because you don't know what people. To there's know. not just, I had a baby. There's, there's just not, that's not a thing you put in the. I mean, you could, have, but you also don't want to know if he's coming back, all that kind of stuff. Um, Whatever. Whatever. Despite today, I, I, our defense is still solid. Like we're still probably the best uh, goal goals. Uh, well, so, I think that's eleven game. now. Right, uh, LAFC is nine, um, and Houston is ten. But they've both played less games than us. Uh, LAFC by several. 
And I'm not worried about our defense. I, I, our two center backs, I think, are the best pairing in the league. Uh, Neymar was a little. He, he made a few mistakes today, and then he started playing forward at the end of the game. Did you see that? He was not going back on defense. He was staying up at the front with uh, Freddie. It was very he, weird. He, he was Roman Torresing. Yeah, he was Roman Torresing. Yeah, <laughs> Roman Tour. Uh, yeah. Which you know what we were losing. Let's let's go for it. Uh, especially when you only get three minutes. Um, and there, I also saw on, something. Let's, let's talk about that. Three minutes is absurd. Giazzi Zardes was on the ground for at least three minutes alone. Now, G- Giazzi Zardes, I hate so much. You want to know why? Because if he were half as good for country as he were for club, he would be one of the greatest players in USA history. He has mm-hmm. been so good for his club and just garbage at the uh, international level. He's he's like the opposite of Josie Zardes in some ways. But uh, Zardes has never seen any light breeze that hasn't knocked him over in his life, despite being built by LeBron, like LeBron James. Oh, are they about to diss my LeBron James Laker fan over here? Oh, heck um, no. The greatest player in the history of the NBA? Not going to do it. Most of a Kobe but I also don't guy, think Kobe's a top five Laker, so. Oh. <laughs> That's a discussion for another time. We're going to fucking talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. Anyway, yeah. any hootsies. Um, any hoots. <laughs> He's not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's not Magic J- Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, I'm just, uh, I'm fixing my pants here. He's not Robert Collar. He's not James Worthy. Ooh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Robert Ori has like 13 rings and he's played in like 13 minutes. And he finals. choked uh, uh, our coach for the Sonics. Any played. hoots. Any hoots. Yep. God. Oh, now oh. You, you've, you've totally fucking taken me off my rails. <laughs> I got something I want to talk about before we get out of here. I know people are probably like, this has been too much scuttlebutt. And look, no, no, no like- one says this is too much scuttlebutt. This is the podcast that the people listen to. This is I mean, this is, this so is what they do. So, so much so that Ted Lasso talked about us on the most recent episode. They totally did. Yeah, I'm not joking. Go watch. I'm not that far ahead, so I can't watch, but, but it was sent to me. Um, I need to talk about something quickly. Before we, we get out of here. By the way, Ted Lasso did not mention this podcast. They just said the word scuttlebutt. Yeah, talking about this podcast. <laughs> what else is scuttlebutt? Exactly right, Cameron. Um, I want to talk about something. You would have received an email if you've done this. You can return up to seven matches if you have season tickets this year. And it doesn't matter if you return, like, how many. Let's say you have, I have three tickets. If I return one ticket, that counts as one of the seven. If I return three, that counts as one of the seven. So I return two for one match. I think I returned one for another match. Uh, and I returned some others, I think. But um, I turned three for one match. Uh, because of the hockey. Um, what? That makes no sense. What did you just say? It made no sense to me. You can return tickets and get full credit back. Uh, up to seven games of your season tickets. So I have three tickets when I... Uh, Rich was out of town and my dad and I were going to the first Kraken hockey playoff game ever so we didn't attend that sounders match i returned those three tickets to the sounders and they put full credit for those tickets how much they cost back on my account so you can do this as a season ticket holder you have up to seven times right right to say i'm not coming yeah and returning a a ticket or you're you're giving them the opportunity to sell the ticket right 
which none of them have from the games I'm into. But is that seven seats? No, seven games. Doesn't matter how many you return. All you right. Seven so whatever one, package two. of season tickets you have per match, you have up to seven matches. To right. But if you only return one of the tickets, that counts on. as one of your matches. Anyway, yeah. okay. Um, you get that credit, and you can use it to buy other tickets. You can use it for your renewals for next year. You can use it for League Cup tickets, or you can use it for the playoffs. And then if you don't use it by December of next year, meaning the end of next season, then you lose it. But that's so a lot. So you have, all of next year, you have all of next year to use them again. You have, you have a year and a half to use it. You have so everything you from the moment of losing and next it. playoffs. Well, so, it's nice of them. So right now, like we're we're pretty much going to have the playoffs paid for unless you make it all the way to the MLS Cup, which means we're not because we're going to win. That's the thing is we're turning this season around. And we're going to win it all. But I just want to make sure that that season ticket holders know that you can return your tickets for full credit. Uh, The one thing is you don't know which games are going to be good, which games are going to be bad. So like the St. Louis tickets weren't that high priced because they didn't know that it was going to be number one versus number two. Yeah. Whereas the Kansas City tickets were pretty high priced. Uh, Did I return those? I don't think I did. But they were high priced because they thought that we were going to be good and they were going to be good. And they're awful, obviously, although they did beat Minnesota last weekend. Well, the fact of the matter is there's a way out ethically towards the club and yourself. Right. Getting you don't need to double them. back. You get you yeah. get your you get your money back in a way, uh, to be it's back great. in the stadium. No other club offers something this this uh generous. There's been some other clubs that offer it, like the Mariners you can trade in, but you gotta pay the difference. Um so yeah, make sure you you know that I just wanna make sure everyone knew that because I got my email the other day that told me how much money I've accrued so far in that account. Well, how about that? All right. I think we need to pull this into port. It's bedtime. Yeah, it is. It is bedtime. And um, I'm going to finish my Guinness and slowly cry myself to sleep because the Sounders can't beat terrible teams. We're not going to lose. We're not going to lose against the Whitecaps. That's my. Pr- I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw that out there. We're gonna win. So, where can they find you first? Where can they find you? Creeping into the port of Seattle Sound. Uh, <laughs> I am. I. I am Aaron Lingley at A A R O N L E N G L E Y. I am at Legal Minded Punk on Twitter and on Instagram. Go follow me, please. Uh, I love uh, interacting with everyone. And, um, you know, join our Discord. Link link in the show um, description. We have a lot of fun there, and there's a lot of people, a lot of interaction. It's growing uh, I, a lot. Do, I'm really proud of all of you. Yeah, I, I do less interaction during home games. Uh, during road games, I've been interacting a lot more. I've been, uh, you know, you challenged me. Aaron to go on there and interact. And I have been, uh, so, uh, definitely get on there, ask us more questions before, uh, I like, I like, I, I know this may not always work with your schedule. You have to get up early for work. You're not like me who have a flexible schedule, Aaron, but there's something about recording right after the match that is fun because I think we get a lot of interaction and the feelings are raw. And the feelings raw when I wake up to go to work. <laughs> so yeah no no I, I i totally agree and 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 these are fun these these condensed matches make it very difficult to to record sometimes 
But then you just kind of put your seatbelt on and say, hey, it's 1030. It's it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. Let's talk. Um, Didn't we have five matches in 14 days or some crazy thing like yeah, that? Yeah, thank God we lost. Thank God, thank God we're not in the the open cup anymore because uh we have a we have a week off i think yeah after, we, don't, we don't have a, we a don't week have a off a, a normal week um yeah. until we yeah. play the red bulls i think or something like that and then and then we and then we have another midweek match and then portland and with um, no f1 this weekend there's going to be more time to watch sounders yeah which is what all our listeners uh take the time out of their weekend for is there's no f1 there's no fp2 there's, there's no, no fp3 there's no qualifying well, they're so, watching they're watching formula e that's that's for sure that's oh, our fan base formula e is super fun and i'm gonna give a shout out real quick to formula academy the, yeah the women the, the women it i they they do three races per round and each one is worth different points and it is super fun. There is some awesome racing going on. Check it out. I've been I haven't been watching them live, but I've been watching the long form highlights. So uh, definitely check that out. And I want to say this: if there's one person that I think could talk me off to sleep as I'm lying in my boat in the harbor, that's being pulled into port. You know who that is? It's James Willard. That's right. Take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.